So the big question is this, how are retail traders like us, who don't have access to big capital and cutting edge technology, competing against big banks and institutions, putting money from our own pockets, come up with trading methods that beat the market and consistently grow their trading accounts and make a living out of it. So this is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Hello and welcome to the Forex Trading Secrets podcast with your host, Imi Yusufzai. I am the founder of Y Trade Aims, Aims Stress-Free Trading. And yes, the podcast is back. Sorry, I was away for four months and I am planning to upload a podcast every Friday or Tuesday. Today, I've got a special episode. I have a special guest, a very interesting personality. My guest today is a member of our AIMS live trading room. I have mentored him through our Slack group for the last six months. Uh, but let me tell you, he has an interesting story to tell. So we are going to talk to Ganesh. Ganesh has been with us for over a year now, but active only the last six months. He's part of our trading room, a regular. So now let's talk to Ganesh and let's find out what he has to say. Hi, Ganesh. Should I call you Ganesh or Ari? Yeah, Ganesh. It's perfectly fine. Right. Thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, as you know, I'm really excited to talk to you about your trading methods and the entire process. So how are you today anyway? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Well, for the circumstances, right? We live in a funny world at the moment with uh, the coronavirus. But, uh, you know, I've always been a very positive person. So trying to make the most out of this time i think it's the only time in our lifetime where we can just actually take a break not rush from a to b so you know trying to make the most yeah this is a different time uh, um i feel like i was quarantined <laughs> for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah tell us about about yourself i mean how did you a little bit of background uh, yeah, I mean, my background is quite funny. It's uh, I've got a sort of the Asian mentality in me. Parents are Sri Lankan, uh, but uh, I was born and bred in uh, Germany, so the German discipline was instilled in me from a very young age. You know, I played quite high-level football, and I also was like a, a referee. And you know, you just learn the German, uh, I guess, the values, the way of life. But it was mixed with sort of the Sri Lankan flair. So quite interesting upbringing. Um, and, and, um, no, you know, I, I grew up in a very small, tiny village in Germany. It was, uh, it was like an hour away from Munich countryside, nothing, nothing much going on there, but I always, you know, always had a dream of, um, I don't know, you know, living in the big city, building something big, doing something great, doing something big. So I was always very driven by that from a very young age, partially also because, you know, truth be told, you know, we weren't very naturally very well off. So money was a bit scarce when I was younger so I was always looking to find a way to make money and and I guess I was fortunate that around 2006-2007 you know the, the internet started coming up and uh, I was exploring a little bit with like YouTube I made a few videos and still have a few videos live with like a you know some one of the videos has like more than a couple of million views oh did you uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually like back in the days. I had videos with like twenty million views. Not, not myself. I'm just putting out interesting topics out there. Wow. And uh, and what you what you do on the back of that is back in the days you couldn't do all the fancy stuff like editing the videos and putting the links in. I just used Windows Movie Maker and you know, inserted the link into the video. People start clicking on 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 the website, going to the website. And then he had these pop-up ads, and they were playing quite well back in the day. Oh, the pop-up ad story. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So I was doing that. And even as a 16-year-old kid, I was making a little bit of cash, which was nice. And then, you know, for some reason, that was stupid for me. I didn't really think this YouTube thing is going to be big or could be a career or whatnot. So I started making websites with a friend, friend, a school friend of mine for local businesses. Because you have to bear in mind, back in the days, you know, no one had a website. You know, it was f yeah. fairly new, and uh, even though my friend was the techie, but because I was the brown guy, they just thought I was a, you know, Indian typical stereotypical programmer. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it was it was quite a funny story. I was walking around and just you know buying those templates for like fifty dollars on Joomla for on, on for Joomla or WordPress, and then selling them for like grand or two. So 
that's you know that's how uh, you know my entrepreneurial story actually started. That's quite uh, interesting. That, and you were ahead of uh, ahead of the curve or ahead of the time when you ventured into YouTube. It's a bit like uh, ours as well. When we put our videos on YouTube first, um, mm. it was just a waste. So you wouldn't believe I had my comments blocked on my videos that I uploaded in 2011. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> Stupidity, right? <laughs> right. But um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's been a I mean, that was a great adventure. But, you know, for me, or, you know, as a, from Asian background, I either become an engineer or a doctor or, a, you know, maybe an accountant. But so that was sort of the options for me, from my, which my parents were very adamant on. So I then decided to say, hey, you know, Germany was great, but I wanted to experience something new. So I you know, applied for universities in the UK and I came to, out of all the places, to Birmingham. Um, because I felt like London was quite expensive and Birmingham, you know, was the second largest city in the UK. And it was quite well rated for student life. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's me from a small, tiny village in, in, in Germany, jumping on a flight and coming to London and, and then driving up to to, to Ashton University in, uh, in in Birmingham. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, but it, it, the thing with me then, you know, I, I studied the management and strategy, whatever that means. Uh, can't remember anything. But uh, I uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do long term, and people were talking about investment banking, talking about you know the films like uh, you know, Wall Street, etc. Were very That's exciting. That's when you were in the uni. I was a university. Okay. Yeah, I was a university, and I founded the Aston Trading and Investment Society just to learn more about trading and investment. Uh, but I was actually better at just building the society, and my vice president, he was the trading guy. And um, through that, I was fortunate enough. I got myself a um, like a twelve months placement, uh, which then was extended to like fifteen months at uh, Morgan Stanley. So I from from Birmingham, I then moved down to London, and I spent uh, twelve months as an intern uh, in, in in the Morgan Stanley front office. I was in Prime That's Brokerage. Smashing. That's smashing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, was, I had the offer from Goldman as well, but I took Morgan because it's more of a client facing. Well. I thought it was more of a client-facing position, but as an intern, there's not much client-facing. Uh, and um, I was working there for 12 months in prime brokerage. And that really opened my eyes to the world of banking, uh, not even banking, just the world of hedge funds. And seeing these guys, you know, you know, a few billion dollars running around, trading, making those big decisions. And it was, just a, it was just an interesting thing just to learn as a young early 20s and observe. But, you know, towards the end of my 12 months, even though it was great and exciting, the problem I had is, is I just didn't like the corporate culture. And I also realized very quickly that, so bearing in mind this was around 2011, 2012, uh, 2011, 2012, that, you know, the good times in banking were over. You know, people were talking about the past, about pre-2008, but banks were not the same anymore. And I realized this could be a, you know, perhaps a dying, not a dying industry, but a declining industry. And I also didn't like regulated after that. Yeah. Very heavily regulated. I mean, I had to bloody even get a permission to install like an Adobe thing from the group MD. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's like 40 quid a month, you know? And <laughs> I, I, just like internal regulation and also external regula regulation. And I just um, I just thought, you know what? This corporate world is not the one for me. And, and I, you know, because I had an entrepreneurial background and I, I, I you know, finish work late and go home and start working with some ideas, and anyways, the, the whole placement year came to an end, and I then Can went I back to you. Can yeah, I ask you a question on that? Because I didn't course. know about this, and obviously that's why we are talking. Yeah. And for the listeners, if there are any, <laughs> later on, I just wanted to say I've never actually spoken to you before because we don't do the live calls anymore. And I think if we do, if we did, we would know each other quite a lot more. And yeah. this is kind of the first step towards that. To, I think if we understand and know each other more, we can then uh, be more helpful to each other. Like, you know, if you know personality of other people. But anyway, my question was, and kind of like uh, in between, I wanted to say, this story I've heard from a few people that, you know, they get into these internships and stuff. And quite a big number of them, they then disappeared and start doing other stuff. I, I know... Um, a, children's specialist 
uh, who lives here in King's Heath, Birmingham, with us. Uh, his son goes to the same school, and he used to work for this same bank you mentioned. Was it that one or was it Goldman? One of those, and he tells me how he used to, you know, take four and five billion dollar positions and move the markets here and there. And he was he was the director there, and he left. That. Wow. Yeah, he left it, and he pursued his passion of becoming a children's specialist. So he went to medical school, used the money that he had made, and now he's a children's specialist here in Birmingham wow. Children's Hospital. That's insane. So, yeah. So if my question would be like, why did you leave? But I kind of know. But if if you if you if you want, I mean, what is the main reason you left? I mean, yeah, that... I mean, the, the, the thing was, it was like a 12 months placement program anyway. So it was like in, in, within my degree. Right. Okay. So at some at some point, I had to come back to university, obviously offered me to come back after uni and, and join them on the on the proper grant program. But and I came back to university and you know that 12, I'm, I was so glad I'm so glad I did that 12 well I was like 15 months in the end because it, it taught me how corporate world works it taught me how it, it, it you know it is to be an employee what are you the know, main uh, things you have learned there like are there any specific things that, from those from those 12 months one or two things mm. the, 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 the main thing I learned or like the, the key things I learned is just more about myself in the sense that you know, even though these organizations are great, but you know, you need to be a certain type of person to fit into that corporate world, you know. Hmm. And my mindset, though, the way I was trained from a very young age, doing my own entrepreneurial things, like, you know, I don't want to say I want to, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rule breaker, but I like to think outside of the box, you know. I like to ask questions. I like to do things my own way, figure things my own way, and then, you know, be a bit more of a creative spirit. And that may have worked pre-2008. But after 2008, as you said, it was very regulated and you were very limited to what you could do. And also, I just didn't like the idea of hierarchy, to be honest, you know, that you have to wait, like, bloody, you know, God knows how many years to go to you know, MD position or whatsoever and, 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 and office politics. Absolutely. I've always been a very um, real guy, very straight talking, you know, all, you know, all my friends, all my business partners, you know, I'm a very real straight talking guy. So it's just, uh, you know, I just did not like the idea of being someone else in the office. You know, I just didn't like the idea that I couldn't bring myself to the office, you know, and that's something which you will hear later on in, in, in my story, how that played into something else. And that was a fundamental part for me, you know, just being, going to the office and for a week, just being a different person. It's just, I just did not like that, you know. And that was sort of the main reason why I felt like, you know what, this is not for me. You know, I'm in my early 20s. I'm, you know, I've got nothing to lose. This is the time to do something. I can start a business. I can try it. And if I fail, you know, I fail. Uh, and, you know, the guys at Morgan were very open, very friendly and said, listen, you know, you do your own thing. If it doesn't work, give us a call. So that was always that. That's that great. was always yeah. that um, backup. And even now, I'm great friends. And a lot of my mentors are still, you know, uh, people from the banking world you know, who, 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 who now come into my office and, and see my progress and my story today. And, uh, you know, they're very happy and proud. And they, and, and they tell me, listen, you know, if they had the chance to do their own thing, they would have done it. But they didn't have it because, it, you know, the world was different back in the days. Now we live in a different world. You know, it's no, more that's, open. That's, that's great. You know? That's that's yeah. lovely to hear. That's, that's, that's amazing to learn about. And obviously, I, I didn't know at all. And so this this was the this is the pre-trading story of yours. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but, that, yeah. Yeah. But that exposure you got the trading bug in you there that's it because you can't get rid of it can you yeah hundred percent you know when you walk on the morgan stanley trading floor i mean back in the days now it's all machines right but back mm -hmm. in the days you see you know if someone like uh, you, you see let's say a big news comes out let's say warren buffett you know, I have to remember he's like buying some stocks and Goldman or whatsoever and just the whole just floor just goes crazy <laughs> and the energy and the bus and 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 the markets and um, one thing also perhaps to bear in mind I still remember early on when I was like 11 12 my dad bought me some some bonds and stuff and I was spent every day just looking at the price of those school <laughs> I moves up and down so I always had something about trading and the bug and the markets there's something in me which I always liked and enjoyed and so that was that was so, so I guess an underlying theme. So, but before I got back into the world of trading and, and markets, you know, I, 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 um, well, as I said, I went back to university and uh, I uh, met with a guy who was very well known on campus, very different to me. He was sort of the, you know, the alpha, everyone knows kind of guy, and we got along quite well. And then we started to think about, okay, what can we do? What can we build? 
and then we essentially started to you know start building our own company in our final year and uh, that business is the business I've been working on you know uh, for the last six years um, and it's been pretty much like uh, you know uh, quite interesting story from just two the three and four of us to uh, pretty much to a hundred man business you know in in 2018 voted as the um, best company to work for in London and the second best business to work for in uh, in the UK under the That's small smashing. categories That's yeah and it's 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 you know we do a lot of it's more in the young millennials employer branding space so we help companies to um, build a strong image to attract young people you know because I, you know, the, the question essentially is like, if people like myself leave those big companies, you know, they will struggle for talent. So how do you solve that? So we've been doing that for the last, you know, last few years. Um, you know, with clients range from Deutsche Bank to Marshall Ways to Nike to, you know, some Lloyds of London. Some, and but more importantly than the clients and, and the, the growth story is that, you know, I wanted to build a culture where mm-hmm. I can be myself and bring myself to work. You know. And that was sort of the story in terms of building the business. Uh, obviously, now we're going through interesting times with what's happening with the economy. But putting that aside, I always had the, um, the, 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 the passion and interest for the markets and for trading never left me. You know, I've kept on reading books and, I, and you know, I've read like all these books everyone reads, right? The Market Wizard books, the, the Turtle Traders, you know, I've read, you know, the, uh, the Trading in the Zone. Trading in the zone. Oh, my God. I literally like... I've read it so over and over again, and you know, I just started people following on like the forums, um, FX Factory, and and it's just like a little. And people, some people have the passion is you know footballs, others you know do other things. For me, this has been like a genuine passion. I just read so many things about it, watched all these videos, I just kept keeping myself in the loop. And at some point, I was like, okay, you know what? You know, I was trying around with some like, demo accounts and this and that. But one of the things I've learned in my business journey. And you know, one of the things I've been very grateful for, I had like really good mentors along the journey, really, really good mentors. And I told myself, okay, if I wanted to actually perhaps, you know, you know experiment or play around with, um, you know, or, or start making some serious money with um, the trading, you know, it, this can't be just like a thing you do on the side. You know, everything you do, you got to be 150% committed and you have to treat everything like a business, you know. And one of the key things to, to treat everything like a business, you need to have strong mentors. You have strong people you know, who've done it before, who have the experience, who can guide you, who can, you know, who can, you know, push in the right direction. So what I did is, you know, I just went on LinkedIn and said, you know, I'm just looking for people, you know, mm-hmm. who have like FX trading backgrounds or God knows what or, or currency trading backgrounds. And I was just messaging people. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of people you can be realized probably are spammers and God knows what. But <laughs> yeah. there's, one, there's, there's this one guy who actually got back to me. And and he said, yeah, let's meet for a coffee. And then I was like, okay, there's nothing to lose here. So I met him for a coffee. He's not an English national. His English wasn't uh, great, but seemed like a nice, genuine guy. Mm-hmm. And and he told me about his story in terms of trading and his, the journey he's been on and you know, the money he's lost and the, the psychological impact, the ups and downs. And he said, like, man, yeah, you know what? I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to guide you. And so I started to having like daily calls with this guy, you know, just not long for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, just at the end of the day before to go to sleep, look at like daily charts. Um, because bear in mind, you know, the, the, the business takes a lot of my energy and, 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 and resources. That, that is a busy but, you know, business. Yeah, yeah. So we just like, we're just like, you know, talking at the end of the day, we're having the chats and, you know, he's, he's you know, he told me about this sort of. It is a, you know, when price goes to like the third way, it comes back to the fourth and the fifth. There's a peak, you go into the reversal, like very, very basic. And I, 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 he was trading, but he, he was trading and he showed me these things. And then, and he also then told me after a while, you know, because I was making progress, I was learning, but, you know, I think he, I was sort of the, his first student or the first person. <laughs> he was ever teaching, God knows what. So it was quite confusing to me because he would say one thing and then he would do it something else and and but he was a great guy and he i know exactly what you mean it's 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 the beginning of when you when you start sharing your ideas when you learn something and you start sharing it you're not really right at the stage three you know that article that yeah uh, the recent one um referring to that it's when you get to that stage when it really becomes part of you two things can happen one is that you probably forget how 
you learn this so you won't be able to teach anyone. Then there mm. are other people like this guy who collaborated with you and he wanted to teach you or share his ideas. So while he's sharing, he probably would tell you a few things. And this, this just resonated with me because I used to do this as well in the beginning when I was sharing my stuff. I would upset a couple of people saying, okay, this is how we do it. But that was the ideal way of doing it, right? And mm. then they would find me doing it slightly differently. And then the engineering mindset, people would get really upset thinking, saying, well, you know, this is rule breaking. And I would say, well, it's not a rule breaking. It's a bit of a parameter, but it happens. It happens. And that's interesting. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so you just made a really interesting point, engineering type of person. I always said the idea of trading is like there's one, two, three, and then you follow the rules, and then you know you get an outcome. But trading is not, once you get through the process, and the process I've been with you for the last sort of, um, I think, six months properly, you realize after a while, trading is an art. It's not a science. You need it a science background art. and yes. the foundation to build yeah. your, give you the foundation. That's the science, right? But... The, 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 the what makes you as a trader long term is the art, you know, and the, the art of it. But anyway, that was uh, that was later on. No, but because this you guy, mentioned yeah. because you mentioned that, I would, yeah. I would add a bit to it. It's because you know why the three stages are, is that that first stage is very mechanical, right? So that's the engineering bit. You you would see. I want I want the people to you know like if you're in batch uh, stage one and you're doing your batches, you would see the market go right in front of your eyes and your trading rules will be not allowing. In fact, your trading rules will say, stop, don't trade this. And you can see it. It's moving. Why am I not trading it? And that creates a thought process in your, in your head to say, why am I not doing this? Because you are in a mechanical stage. You are learning to be disciplined. And then as you go to stage two, and then your rules kind of relax a bit. Then you start adding things, like you said, the art of it is developing. And then um, by the time you go to stage three, you have understood that the science bit of trading is the back testing and getting the edge off the market. And the art bit is actually applying that science. So there we go. Absolutely. That's pretty much summarized perfectly there, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so that's, I mean, that's the journey. And obviously at that beginning, I didn't really understand that this is the journey. So when this guy was telling me something and it, it, it was just confusing, not confusing to me, but it was just, I think I was still very immature in terms of the learning process as such. So, and um, I think he was also struggling to perhaps relate it in a way because you probably thought, you know, you probably thought like hundreds of people. So you have a process and, and, and a mechanism and a, and, a, and a way of teaching people and you know it works. Uh, I guess uh, he was trying to do that. But, you know, he, he shared a lot of interesting material and books with me and we were doing it. And then at some point he just disappeared. <laughs> and oh, he, disappeared he disappeared for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he disappeared. But one of the, this is the good thing. One of the books, he shared with me it was uh, this thing called Ames 10 second yeah <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm just like okay this this Ames 10 second I was reading it I was like hmm, okay this sounds quite interesting there's a one two three it reads very well and that's at, that's at the time and you remember in April that's when I signed up to Ames right so I signed up to Ames <laughs> that's very interesting uh, I was playing for a you know I was reading the material and I was like hey, this is this reads quite well I was doing it for a couple of weeks and then he disappeared again uh, so he appeared again <laughs> And then he was sort of take me into a different part. He was showing me some other guys, and you know, I was sort of distracted again for a few months. Uh, not, I mean, learning, but just learning something else. And, and and you know, because you know, that was my mentor at that time, so I was following him what he was doing. And I'm, I'm, I would be ever ever grateful for him uh, for for introducing me to uh, you know, essentially the world properly. And I guess sharing that. So the uh, ten Peter, second Elliot Wave P, uh, book, you got access to that. I had I had access to that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Then, yeah, yeah. So I signed up. I signed up to yours, and he came up. He came back, and then for a few months, um, I was distracted again with some other things he was teaching me, and he disappeared again. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's going through their own journey, isn't it? <laughs> so, but either way, I was like, okay, great. But then that's then I returned back to the Ames forum. And I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I just need to find a way I can, uh, you know, I need to be consistently taught and, and, and trained. So that's yeah, when whether, I start... you, you wanted to decide, you want to do it or you just, you know, exactly. don't do it. Don't left yeah. it, don't just leave it hanging. That's what a lot of people do. You, you would have seen so many journals in the forum. They, Even... they get started 
with beautiful words and everything but second and third post they're gone and even with the chat you see so many people coming and then you never anything again you know there's like yeah. even in my time for i've been not been in longer six months are yeah. people who been with me at the beginning and I have no idea where they're going now, you know. So it's it's. Uh, but for me, you know, I the, the thing about me is like once I put my head to something, you know, and if I feel like I'm really passionate about it, you know, and I'm really want to learn about it, you know, I'm, I commit myself 150 percent, and that's with anything I do. I I, I I start a lot of things, you know. I start a lot of things. I try to learn poker and God knows what, and you know, like doing like squash. But you know, I I know very quickly if I'm really into something, and if I'm really into something, I'm like 150 percent committed. You know, I I literally my brain goes in like proper. Let's get it done. Let's learn uh, zone. Uh, one of the example is like golf. I got into golf like a year and a half ago, and I'm obsessed. You know? <laughs> uh, and I, and there's a lot of similarities between golf and trading, but I'm not going to go into details because I know a lot, know a lot of people are bored by golf. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I got into your. Yeah, if I got you said into, cricket, we could have gone another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I started. You know, I started going through your stage one. You know, oh, that was, this was supposed to be my next question. So it was like, yeah, uh, what do you what do you do these days, and what is your method? Nah. Yeah, I mean, the, what I'm doing these days. Well, I went through all these stages, right? And I started committing myself and doing this T20 badges. And um, yeah. as I was doing the T20 badges, one of my problems and one of the things you probably realized is that, well, I like to learn things, but I like to learn things myself. I, I, I like to come to the conclusion myself and also I can be quite impatient at some point you know where I just quickly go and I want to more 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 mm. more but along uh, the way what's before, been great with your teaching go on, sorry. before we get there I mean, would you like to kind of explain to people who are listening just yeah what is the the three stages just quickly uh, you yeah. refer to the stages so how does it go yeah, so the, the stage one essentially is where you start with a, you know your your S one very mechanical um, strategy. So that's it's pretty straightforward um, mm. rules. Whether you know you know you have a peaking AO, the the gator is sleeping, you got a small box, and then you know you, your trade management is set for you. You know you get in, you you win or you lose. You know there's no fancy break even or trailing or God knows what. It's pretty straightforward. Um, oh, and by the way, to all the listeners, I you know. We trade the DAX, you know, the uh, in the the M1 chart, yeah. um, and um, so it's a very straightforward mechanical um, way of doing it in stage one. So essentially, what you get used to is you get used to the idea of a taking trades and b sticking to your plan. And and most importantly, what you're training there is you're just training to follow a plan, to be disciplined, you know, to to stick to a rule. And uh, that's sort of stage one. And into you getting when you get into stage two, you 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 add um, uh, you know, a couple of other uh, entry methods, uh, which gives you more options, and um, uh, we call it the hunt, right? The hunt, the method, hunt, yeah. the hunt method. And uh, is that your um, pop-up going in the background? Those, or is it mine? I think <laughs> uh, it's yours. Oh, it must be mine, yeah, because I heard it. Okay, I, yeah, need, mine's, uh, mine's... I need to switch it off. There you go. Yeah. Can't be looking yeah. at charts while while doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. So without going too complex into the factual geometry of things, because I believe a lot of people may just listen to it, the hunt essentially is the, the you know the, the, the S one of stage one in a, just in different sort of time frame. So different dimension. Um, yeah. Dimension. Um, but anyways, you add the the hunt um, and. And, and 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 you know you you work with that. We you know I started with the seed and then with the cherry. You work with that. You know do a few budgets. You get used to it. You see, and 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 as you the key here as well towards stage one and and two is you know you learn your methods. But the things you got to do is you know is uh, screen time. You got to spend time just observing how the market moves and how the market flows. And and that essentially in the long term will give you the the, the edge which. Then you, you know we refer as the art of trading because the market moves in a certain pattern and you want to be in the market when the market moves the right way, right? Uh, and it's difficult. Yep. You can't really put on pen and paper. You can only get that if you watch the charts. So that's sort of stage two. And in stage two, you also start developing the idea of okay, how do you start perhaps you know managing the trades in a more efficient way? You know how you know if you like one hour up or you're well into profit into your trade you know you don't want to go 
back and lose the whole trade and have a loss, right? So you just start working around with those ideas in terms of how you manage your trades. And for me, also the most importantly in stage two, what I then realized it's, you know, the trading is one thing. You've got your strategy, you've got your setups, you've got your methodology, and that's perhaps 20% of it. 80% is your head, is your, the mental game. And that idea only started to make, you know, uh, or started to, I realized properly in, 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 in my stage two, uh, stage two, once I was doing a, a few batches. So that's like sort of stage one and stage two. That's very and then stage, yeah. yeah, and then stage three is where, well, towards the end of stage two as well, I guess it's where you also redefine your entry methods, you know, where you say like, okay, you know, depending on, you know, depending on certain conditions, how can you make, you know, how can you make money when some things may not add up in a particular fashion or add up in a different fashion, you know, how do you pick your right entries and exits? But that's sort of the sort of stage one towards the end of stage two, that's where you get to that point. But for me, stage three now, where I'm, I guess I'm sort of on the and the and the periphery between stage two and stage three, where <laughs> yeah. it's more about it's it's now about you know just nailing down on my methods, but more importantly, it's 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 the it's the mental side of things, you know. That's that's sort of the biggest thing out of all of this, you know, where you can look at the charts and you just relax when you trade, you know. That's the position I want to get to. I think when once I get to that position where you know I can you know you know trade a reasonable amount of money. Um, uh, but also being relaxed because you've seen those things happen so many times before and where you know roughly what's going to happen. You know, you know you take a loss and it doesn't really affect you. You know when you're going to get out, when you get in, and you're just in that zone of trading and making decisions without being like hyper or depressed when you lose a trade. You know, when you're just flowing and you are relaxed, and, as you said, stress-free. Uh, that's like the fundamental aim of stage three. You know, you want to be psychologically so sound um, that you can you can take on the market because I think that's where the majority of people fail. It's your head. It's if your head is not in the game, state of you, the there's mind. no chance. Yeah, you want to get to that. Uh, uh, well, you get stress-free because you acquire a probabilistic mindset, right? So when you Absolutely. get that probabilistic mindset through this exercise of the T20s, uh, you yeah. realize that your next trade, uh, all you can do is to make sure it's a good setup and you have done your work. As soon as you have uh, clicked that button or that trade has been triggered, you can't do anything about it. The only thing you can do is to just apply your trade management because you know that the outcome of the next trade is random. But mm. the outcome of the next 20 trades, it's not random. It's in your control. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the three stages. You know? So we, we all want to be get to that stage where uh, you acquire the risk-free state of mind, you know, as if like you're trading a demo account, you don't care if you lose or win. Uh, only in stage three where you do care, but it doesn't affect you. So you, because you know it's expected, you know that this trade could be a minus 1%. Or it could be a 2%. You just don't Absolutely. know at the time. But you know that if I continue doing the same thing over and over, 20, 50, 100 trades, the aggregate of the or trades is always going to be positive because we have a trading edge. Right? So you are... Another question. It, it must have been bothering you. Like, am I stage three? When am I going to get into stage three? Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's been bothering, you know. And it's uh, yeah. So what do you, what do you think? Are you in stage three? I I I'd say I'm sort of putting my feet into the stage three right now. You know. Yeah, so I, I'm, I, I'm, I would agree. I would agree. And the the next question would be like, is there an end to stage three? People do ask me like, uh, okay, so somebody goes into stage three, how long does it take? And I never answer that, but I will answer now. Uh, there is no end to stage three because <laughs> stage three is just there you just you just learn all the tricks and you just keep doing the thing you know it's like if you uh if you were learning uh, golf and you'd say do you know how to play golf and you say yes then after that what level are you we can't really you can't really point it out, can you? It's 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 a it's 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 a lifelong thing. You got to learn and yeah. improve. You know, 
Yeah. And, 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 and one of the things I'm doing very, I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate about self-improvement and self-development. And, you know, I've read pretty much all the self-help books and, you know, I mean, like, uh, like it's, it's, and, and one of the things I'm very passionate about, which is helping me a lot with trading is, you know, I am keen to improve myself all the time. You know, I'm, you know, even this trading made me ask a lot of deep questions about myself, you know, and, and one of the things people don't realize, and this is the psychology side of things, is that you think trading is just pressing a button and, uh, and, 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 and that's it. And then you just win or lose or you break even or God knows what. It's not. There's so much deeper underlying things going in your head, you know, and, and, and for me, that's been, a, that's been probably been the most exciting journey of all of this is that I, I got the opportunity to so ask myself the questions, you know, why am I reacting the way it's supposed, you know, like it, it is, I don't want to go too much into details, but let's say back in the days when I was even trading with a demo and I would lose, right? You would mm -hmm. think it's fake money, you know, there's nothing to lose. You lose. I hated losing. Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's, exactly. it's really, it doesn't matter if it's like a million quid or a fake 10 quid, you know, fake demo quid 10 quid for me it was not it was just the idea oh shit i'm gonna lose you know <laughs> yeah. and, and, and 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 i had to work on that i had to work on that on 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 going deep in you know doing you know hypnosis meditation reading books getting an understanding of what's happening in my mind and that is for me is like so that's why i love trading and it's why i also love golf is trading is like you become a better trader once you become a better person simple as that you know because i mean i mean you can you can keep on teaching me these methods and 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 and, uh, and you know they 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 make money you 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 know you're you've been very profitable you've been great you've been you know teach me along the way and it's you're teaching all the other guys it's there it's written there you've written it you put it out there like simple do this do, do this and you'll become a profitable trader right and that's 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 all there it's there to be grabbed but the thing which is not there is uh, and no one can help you apart from yourself is you gotta work on yourself, you know. You gotta work on your self-esteem, on your you know deep underlying issues, and, and and deal with your emotional side of things and the traumas you may have had as a child, and see how the relationship your parents have with yourself, how that's impacting your trading decisions. Like these are like very profound questions you need to go through, and that's so exciting for me because it's making me a better person, and that in itself it's helping me to. You know, become a better business owner, become a better CFO. You know, become a better you know a boyfriend to my girlfriend. You know, it's helping me in all true. parts of my life. It you makes know? you a, like you're a pleasant person to be around because you acquire a probabilistic mindset. So you never get upset if things go against you because you know there was a prob probability of it. You know, when people yeah. buy a lottery ticket, uh, they don't get upset when they don't win. In in reality, yeah. they have lost. But they don't get upset because their expectation is that most probably they will lose. If they win, they Absolutely. go crazy. They're like, whoa, yeah. I won. And they should be because it was <laughs> the probability of winning in lottery is really, really low. Uh, but when you bring that mindset to trading, uh, there's a high probability, far higher probability of winning, but equal or probably even less probability of losing if you have a proper strategy. But when we lose in trading, we get very, very upset. Yeah. The the Grant used to say the pain of uh, one pip is equal to ten pips. Uh, winning, winning ten pips and losing one pip are equal in pain or pleasure. So if you put, we will, if you were to put them on a scale, they would be kind of the same. And it's true. If you lose ten pips, it, it hurts. If you make a hundred pips, you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is pretty much just said it perfectly there you know it's, it's funny how your mind works isn't it yeah it's crazy <laughs> and we have to work through that that's the most important thing isn't it uh, yeah i think you've already uh, answered one of my questions like to, to go through this what would you you know your advice would be to people who are still looking to find the holy grail right because everyone is looking for that and everyone is looking for the holy grail for the holy for grail. The quick money yeah. yeah, I think uh, I've been saying it for years. Bill Williams put it in his book. The Holy Grail is we found it. It's it's you. <laughs> it's inside you. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely. It's the, I think we can, we can put it this way that if if really if you're looking for the Holy Grail and everyone is, if there was one thing, it's a metaphorical thing, right? 
Is is there the one thing that would uh, answer the question of like how to trade and stuff? I think I would be that, you know, you got to understand uh, if if we're looking at the technical side, you you have to understand that the market moves in waves, and if you understand waves, then waves doesn't go up or down in same direction. They they go in waves. That's the definition of waves: going up and down, peaks and troughs, and so when you understand that, you then know that, okay, if you are trading the wave, then your equity curve, you know, your your graph of your wins and losses is also going to go like a graph, like a wave. Mm. And the question then is, how smooth can I make it? And that's where the risk management comes in, right? Because when you win, you win two R's, which is two units. And when you lose, you lose only one unit. So in stage three, you, you, I know you're working these days on actually improving your odds even more by using advanced trade management. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I mean, there's plenty of other stuff that we can talk about. Yes, I mean, there's so much to talk about, right? In terms of, you know, the, the, the yeah. I mean, just to go back to the original question you said, what would you give advice new traders, people who want to look for the holy grail? As you just said, uh, it's, it's, it's A, the Holy Grail is within you, but B, for, for anyone just wanting to get into trading and starting out, like, uh, obviously, <laughs> find out to Ames, because it's a great way. Uh, find, a, find a good mentor, find a group, a community, uh, like we have on the Slack channel, who is willing to share ideas and, and learn together. You know, it's 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 a collective mind is better than the individual mind. So you know, have a group you can share ideas with, have a mentor, and I'm obviously very grateful for everything you've been uh, teaching me over the last um, six months and uh, and the patience and also, you know, I, I I always say a great mentor understands the student, and no student is the same. You know, it, and, it, uh, it takes a, and it, it takes yeah. a lot of effort from the basically the student side as well because not everyone. Is there? I'm. I'm not really like a professional mentor or anything like that. But it's. It all started with you know just like your friend did, uh, but ours worked out better. We had ten people. We were teaching each other, learning from each other, and it just carried on, right? So, I think group is more important. And I. I read a study long time ago, and that's why I. I never allowed more than twenty people in our chat room. Because mm. the research suggested that the best figure for groups is 12. So 12 people, their productivity is at the peak. Up, Got it. Up, okay. to, up to 20, it's fine. So we realized that when we have 20, about eight of them are completely dormant kind of people. They like to listen. They're in the background. And about eight to 12 stay active. So we kept the trading room at around that level for ages. And it, and it helps, but uh, I think the the role that uh, journal keeping has played in your success so far, I think it. it one can't say. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah, that that goes without saying, right? You know, you, uh, you like I just I'm like very very obsessed. You know, I just you know at the end of the day I just go again, look at the charts, make notes, go through it over again. You know, look what everyone else is doing. Go through the chat. Just learn, learn, learn. Observe, observe. Mark. Make mistakes. Go again. Why? 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 You know, and visualize those things. You know, I'm like, like even these days when the world is standstill. I mean, I'm up every day at five thirty. I wake up. In my, I'm on my desk at six thirty, six forty-five. Oh, you know? I forgot to ask you this. Yes, we we didn't really talk about the DAX M5 M1 method in detail, do we? Yeah. I mean, we don't want to go yeah. in too much detail. I mean, as much as you like, but I think. Because that is what you do, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, like, what do you do? What do you trade? And you're you're kind of like, you wake up. Good way. Yeah. You know, I I, yeah. I wake up five thirty. Um, you know, I do my typical things like meditation. You know, get my good breakfast and stuff. And the good, but luckily, the fortunate thing for me is that I live in, in central London, and um, my office is uh, quite close to my uh, flat. And I can literally walk to the office, and obviously there's no one in the office. I'm not putting anyone at risk at the moment. No one in the office at the moment. Everyone's at home, so I've got this sort of uh, huge private space for myself. That is fantastic. And, uh, yeah. and, 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 and I'm literally on my desk at um, 6:45. I go again through yesterday's 
yesterday's um, uh, you know, trades, read about things, to, again, do a bit more meditation. I've got like uh, my written journal, I go through things and uh, I, I write down, okay, this is my plan, this is my strategy. Um, uh, perhaps catch up on a few things in the Slack channel around like 7.30ish, 7, 7.30, 7.40, I start to you know, look at the price, look at how the market is flowing, see how things are um, adding up, you know, how, what could be, if there's any opportunities around LO. And then, you know, then once LO starts, London open, the bell rings, you know, we just wait <laughs> and see and, and, and see whether we find any opportunities and uh, and just get on. And, and, and that's, for, that's for, a, you know, for a good couple of hours. And, and then I'm, you know, then I'm off off the charts, taking a break, you know, do sort of do the gym, meditation, all sorts of stuff. And then uh, back at the New York Open, you know, and that's pretty much uh, sort of a regime I've been having. Uh, it's been working relatively well for me. Everyone obviously has to find their own little patterns and timeframes and things they wanted to do. But, you know, this has um, worked out quite well and nicely for me. Um, uh, just like we tell them, if, if they just dedicate two hours and not more and just leave it, do you think that would help? I mean, do you mean, do you mean just, just look at the two hours in the morning and that's it? And that's or, it, yeah. And then do your journal and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, 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 okay, like the, the honest answer is like, it would... If you wanted to get into it, yes, definitely it helped. But if you really want to go 150%, you know, the more you can get in, the better is everything, right? Put in the hours. So, in. yeah, you got to put in the hours in, and it's, 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 it's with everything you do, right? It's, so it's I all mean, about I, the chart time. It's all about the chart time. I, I would love to say to people, hey, you know, go and ch look at the chart like five minutes a day and you can become a billionaire. But <laughs> it, it doesn't work like that, you know? I mean, it works for people who've done it for like 60 years and have enough sort of 10,000 hours behind them. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can look at a chart for like two seconds and then that's it, right? But, you know, at the beginning, you've you got to put in the time and the effort in it. Otherwise, it's it's like just a just a dream, isn't it? If you, or like a false dream where, yeah, just do this and that's it. you got to put in the work and you got to put in the hours and, and not only the chart time, but also looking at the chart after the chart time is over, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's doing the screenshots and doing the scribbling around, and it 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 it's it takes time, you know, and it's it's not easy. Like it's it's trading is someone I think you mentioned before. It's simple, but it's not easy. That makes sense. You see, yeah, you gotta, um, <laughs> do you remember that sh uh, spaghetti junction in in Birmingham? The the spaghetti is that next to the. It is next University. to Aston University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going there. I don't know if you were driving that time, so you probably were. No, I was just uh, if, you know, if, the buses. Yeah, if you, the if you weren't driving, uh, it is. It can be quite complex because you can yeah. make a wrong turn, and one way, uh, one moment you're going towards London, going out of Birmingham, and the next moment you see you're, you're going towards Manchester. And, but if you if you live in this area, or if you've been traveling in that route a lot. You'd be talking to your friends and, you know, uh, swearing at your children and <laughs> going somewhere, <laughs> right? And you would make the right turn because there are, uh, in that junction, you have, like, as you're going out from Aston Express, it's called Aston Expressway. So as you're going out. That's the uh, one. That's the yeah. one. Aston Express. <laughs> yeah, the Aston Express. So you, you, as you go out, and you might have come across a lot of those situations in, in London because it's very complicated. But once you get used to it, you don't think about it. And it just becomes part of you. But you can't achieve that being completely used to it without actually, you know, putting your hours in there. Uh, I won't say the 10,000 hour rule apply. You don't have to have 10,000 hours, but a thousand hours can get you to competency. 10,000 hours is basically the rule for mastering a skill. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a rough guide, right? Uh, Absolutely, and and it's as I said, you know, the, as I always say, the more the better, you know. And people will have limitations, you know. You will have obviously right now it's a good time because it's it's the world has come to a stillstand, so a lot of people have more time, I guess. But even you know, if people have, you know, and you know, people other things going on, and in my scenario, obviously got a bloody you know got a business to run and all these things to do. It's it's you just need to find the balance, you know, what works. But you know, the more the better, you know, and. Um, yeah, that's 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 huge. And the last piece of advice, as well, is like I always forget about talking about. It. It's like that two, the principle of two twenty, 
and and yeah, that's pretty much changed everything for me. <laughs> Just looking at everything in the form. It of is a fantastic principle, isn't it? Because it, yeah. it it does multiple things at the same time it's not just it, it doesn't only teach you how to trade the setup one and then how to add the hunt strategy the the hidden motive there is to actually install that all-important probabilistic mindset into a trader's mind because you keep on creating your personal data right you are taking your trades and you find out when you do your stats you find out you have 33 percent of winners 33 percent of break even and 33 percent of losers so then when you've done it 100 200 trades you know in the fragment of your being that these are the results i'm going to get in the next 20 trades so you don't worry at all do you absolutely absolutely that's pretty much where you put it there right and it's uh it's also like uh it's it's quite nice um it's a quite nice feeling once you finish 20 trades, you know, <laughs> and I always uh, take days off yeah. and to refer to it's, like, it's like an accomplishment, right? Yeah. I still remember when I finished my first 20, I was like so happy. <laughs> the whole goal of my first 20 was to finish my first 20. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, um, I, I did a three month challenge uh, of losing weight and getting in shape back in 2016 uh, with a friend of mine. So we started going to gym and we followed uh, Chris Gethin's uh, 12 week to muscle building program. I probably will put that link in the description as well. It's an amazing program to do. Very tough, very tough because Chris Gethin's, uh, I, I really like his approach. He, he has the no bullshit kind of approach uh, wow. where it says cheat days. What do you mean cheat days? There's no cheat days. That's it. Yeah. So there, there was no cheat days and stuff. He said, I don't believe in this stuff. And, I absolutely agree to that because, uh, you know, it, it, it breaks your discipline. Anyway, so we did that. And I remember that that last day, the last routine that I carried out, literally I was in tears. And it's just that sense of achievement, sense of that, oh, I've achieved something. It, it wasn't really great gains and stuff, but I knew that I haven't eaten a biscuit in three months I have I, I have not eaten you know high carb anything I, I stuck to the plan and proper so yeah I think the t20s when you achieve your fifth batch it should it should give you that dopamine hit <laughs> I mean does every time you know you know after every batch it's like you just yes you know <laughs> yeah so it's it's a great way and I'm applying this 220 to a lot of things I want to learn you know just in, I'm just taking the same approach to golf that you know I'm looking at my game over 20 games, you know, over 20 rounds of, of playing golf or, you know, I'm just trying to learn a real poker right now. So I'm, I'm dedicating myself like every day for 25 minutes. That's like one, you know, I'm 20 sessions. There's, of 25 a, minutes. there's a guy it's, in, you know, uh, in, in our forum uh, called Mikey. Uh, he's in Poland. Uh, I don't think he posts anymore, but he used to post some amazing uh, things in, in his journal. He applied the T20 principle to uh, his diet as well. So he, yeah. he, he applied it T20 for the day if he's eaten correctly today. Because, you know, he's enjoying, he's a, he's a Brit living in Poland, uh, you know, passive income. So for him, food is very cheap for him over there. So he kind of eats all the way from outside. And he was putting a lot of weight, and he put it in his one of one of his article was that he applied this T20 not only to his trading but his normal life, and he was very happy with it. He got good results. Wow! Yeah, no, it's it's powerful. It's powerful. So I'm urging all these guys. There's in the, something in the, in the 20s, channel. right? The, yeah, the 80-20 principle, the the t- the T20, and then we have the Pomodoro. It's almost 25 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, it all comes together to that. So it's uh, interesting. So that's fantastic. It, it was uh, lovely to talk to you. I, I really thought we'll talk for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think you got to cut a few things out here now. No, but it's... it's it, <laughs> like an hour. It's, it's great. No, I'm not going to cut anything. I mean, you don't have time for that, but it's a lovely conversation. And uh, I mean, I, I feel that we can take one of these points and you and I could probably be talking about it because you seem to be the kind of guy who, who likes to imp- express 
himself. Uh, and you are the entrepreneur. So if you can't talk, you won't be able to sell yourself. And perhaps the way you're going, the way you're going, my my guess is that if you carry it on, I know you have this inventiveness in you, right? The innovation and stuff. But yeah, absolutely, yeah. Here that you have to curb it a bit at one point where you just yeah. uh, say, okay, this thing works, right? This thing works now. Just like when you know when you buy a car, you you're using it, and it works. Mm. So you don't go True. on and keep changing its its oil and you know all that stuff unless you're a tuner <laughs> or a petrol head. You keep doing stuff, but otherwise you just oh this car works. I'm gonna use it. Same. That's it. If you if you got that strategy in, installed into your brain and you start making it, you start using it. You just don't need to change. You carry on with your trading. And then you Absolutely. can focus on other things in life. This just carries on. True. I think the last thing to that whole thing is just uh, that Apple we just talked about today. Right? Yes. I think. <laughs> on, the, <laughs> then, on the technical side, when you learn to apply the Apple method, I think yeah. from my point of view, you then know completely how to deal with the market on any time frame that you like. So you, you, you won't miss a trade if the box is big because you have an Apple. Uh, you will never miss a trade. So the Apple takes care of the zigzag wave four and the yeah. setup one takes care of the flat wave four, right? Yeah. And the hunt and the cherries then allows you to trade the same setup one and the Apple setups without going to a lower time frame. So you get the double. That's powerful. Yeah. So imagine if you were trading the M5 time frame. Let's suppose you tr you're trading, your chart is split M5, M30. Yeah. So every trade that is a setup one on the M5, if you drop to the M1, you would find a seed signal there. And whenever you take an Apple signal on the M5, and you drop to the M1, you would see that ABC Apple. Uh, so when you take a cherry on the M5, it will be an Apple down there. Yeah. So that means you are actually trading the setup, but you're trading it on two dimensions. It is so powerful and I love it. The, the process is so enjoyable, you know, when it kind of goes and you are taking trade. And you click. Use, yeah. yeah. It's just, you get a lot of it. It's just, I just started noticing because I obviously had a split chart and I started noticing, okay, M5, this is bloody cherries coming along on the, um, on the, um, on the S1. These boxes are big. Is there a way to get in, you know, because that's this cherry is like essentially like a cherry on the M5. How do you get make use of that on the nice way on the M1? And then, yeah, it is just, that's the natural flow of things. So you see what I yeah. did, what we did together in the last six months with you is that what we learned in the last 10 years of how it was evolving. Because nobody taught us, right? It was me and yeah. Grant and Steve. We're just learning from it. Uh, although Steve doesn't even trade the method, but he understands our method. He, he's a coder, mm. right? And, but I've been training it and Grant's been tra trading it. We, we discovered the structure and then what works in the structure and stuff. So bit by bit. And then around 2017, I think we stopped. We, we, we haven't added anything after that because we think the method is perfected. It's just there. You just got to yeah. trade it. That's it. Nothing else. So, yeah, so that's for me. The last bit, bit I need to get into my trading plan, you know, the Apple and how I work with that. It's just uh, there's a few questions still I have around the trade management, but, you know, obviously that's not for this conversation. Yeah, by the end uh, of next month, you will yeah. be stage three. <laughs> wow. We'll probably have another interview. <laughs> yeah. See how I'm doing, yeah? Yeah, you'll see, see how it goes. Anyway, Ganesh, it's been lovely to talk to you and Brilliant. catch up with you, you in a little while, to be honest, because uh, we're going to take a break and then there's going to be U.S. session, right? Absolutely. All right. See you then. Cool, cool.